know what you're thinking. Didn't you just hear from me Monday? This is Todd Mitchell. This is the first midweek show on the Game Dev Breakdown podcast. We're going to start moving to two shows a week. So be sure you're subscribed on iTunes if you want to check that out. Thank you so much to everybody who listened to the weekend show that I recorded from Irvine, home of Obsidian Entertainment Studios. Those guys were awesome. That trip was awesome. If you don't know about that, check that out on the website. Great pictures, great people, and it was an awesome trip. So we're going to do two shows a week. During the week, I'm going to try to talk about development news, the business side, button-down issues in the game development world. Then on the weekend, we're going to talk about new releases. I'll comment on things. I'll show you what's going on on Twitter. And uh, we'll just do the fun stuff during the last part of the week. The schedule might move around some, but we're going to try to make this work so we can try to get the show expanding and improving even faster. So thanks again to everybody who listened to that last show, commented, shared with a friend, retweeted. It was all great. You guys know how to make a podcaster feel special. I really appreciate it. So let's get started. All right, before we get too much further, I want to reiterate, CodeWrite Play works with Amazon.com. If you want a free way to support the show, you can go to CodeWrite Play, click on the Amazon banner at the top or the right side of the page. You'll go straight through to Amazon. Your prices will remain the same. Your shopping experience will remain the same. But you have a free way to support this podcast, which I would greatly appreciate. Thanks to everybody who's clicked through already. Feel free to buy something while you're there. Up to you. But it sure would mean a lot to me. That'll help us grow. It'll keep me from advertising weird stuff to you all the time. And we'll all get to move forward together. So again, that's Amazon.com through CodeWritePlay.com. I get the feeling you're going to hear my son in the background who is now asleep down the hall. But I'm listening to him on the uh, baby monitor just ignore that. The uh, topic for this evening uh, is something that a lot of us have experience with. A lot of us uh, include this in our day-to-day lives and nobody talks about it. And of course, I am referring to Clash Royale. Clash Royale is the uh, game that we all moved to from Clash of Clans. It's been out about a year and two or three months Most of us have joined a clan with our friends and we play tournaments together and we donate cards to one another and we scheme and we try to level up. And it's just this thing that we're all doing for eh, between an hour a week and two hours a day. And we never discuss it. I don't think you should feel bad for that. I think it's a fun way to take gaming with you. In my case, for those of you who know the story of how I first created my, my son's game Letter Taps to teach him letters and numbers... That actually came from an observation that I made when I had Clash Royale open. He could find that battle button, and he got real excited, even at like one year old, and he would mash that button, and he would lock me into a, you know, three, four, five minute match with a stranger because he wanted to hit the shiny button. So when it came time for me to build a prototype of this game that I wanted to use to teach him letters and uh, numbers... All I did was I used that same mechanic. There was one clear button to hit and he would hit it and the letter A, you know, the letter B would pop up, hit the B, boop, and the C. And before you know it, he knew his letters and numbers at like a year and a half old. That was pretty great. 
So I, I have no problem with Clash Royale whatsoever. I don't think people should let it take over their lives, obviously. I don't think it should take over your wallet, but that's sort of the topic of the evening. A discussion came up in our clan the other day, and this guy said something like, I can't believe anyone would ever spend actual money on this game. Okay, so that that might not sound so weird on the surface. But I said, uh, you know, I don't think anyone here is going nuts on it. But it's not a bad way to, you know, if you were to throw a couple of bucks their way for your favorite game, or at least the game that you're probably playing more than any other, if you're the average adult, I don't think it's such a bad idea to throw that developer a few dollars, even if it's just one time. That's sort of a a yes vote and a, hey, thanks, good job. And, you know, as a result, they keep making this product you love. And this guy totally crapped all over that, which now that pissed me off because he's like his his exact words were that logic baffles me that that baffles you that I would pay for this product. I pulled up our uh, clan listing and I noticed this guy is like one of our top players. He's like one of the top two. And he's he's crapping all over anyone who spends money on this game. So that tells me either one, he's lying and he is indeed spending money on this game or more likely he plays this thing at least two or three hours a day. I don't think you can climb the uh, even the internal clan ladder without really spending some time on that. He's way up in the three thousands, almost up to four. So I I said, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's a nice gesture if you're enjoying a game, even if it's free at some point. After you've crossed that 20-hour mark, 50-hour, 100-hour, whatever you want to say, uh, go ahead and go ahead and throw them literally two or three dollars. I'm not telling you to spend $59.99 like it's a new release at Walmart. I'm telling you to, uh, you know, throw them a couple of bucks. They'll give you something back anyway. You'll get, you know, gems or a, a special chest or a card pack, whatever it is. And then, uh, you know, good karma for you. A little something to feed the developer's kids. Listen, I, kn- I know Supercell's doing well. That's not a mystery to me. They would never have tried to sell a game like Clash Royale if they weren't already well into the billions in uh, in revenue. They're the only major game like this that does not advertise whatsoever. They just let you play, and if you want to uh, take part in the microtransaction system, they'll give you something in return for that. There are no other games like this. Everyone else is going to advertise to you, or at least, at least tell you, watch this ad, and we'll give you something, or... Or whatever. Clash will not advertise to you. Okay. I present this argument to him. And I'm still I'm still not upset. So I present this logic to him. And he, he just, he craps on it again. He goes, well, they're fine without my money. They're fine without my money. That, of course, puts you on a pedestal above everyone else around you. <laughs> who believes in uh, supporting somebody for a product you enjoy. Let alone the fact that... If everyone took that approach and had that mindset, I am saying the company would fold and they would they would either turn this into the kind of game everyone resents or they would just stop making it completely. He goes on to say, hey, uh, I drink beer and uh, I guess people think that's a waste too. I don't know. And I, I don't think that's a waste. Of course not. If that's something you enjoy, if that's a product you like, if that's an activity you like and you spend your money on it, I think you actually just made my case. Don't you? Uh, and, and that was just a silly thing. I'm not mad at this guy. I don't, I don't care. He's certainly wrong. That's the wrong approach. I'm sorry. If you don't want to spend money on a game, don't make it because they don't need your money and you're still going to play it. Make it because you don't have any interest in that game. You would never play that game. I, I kind of blew this out into a whole thing and really evaluated this situation. And I want to talk about it. So let's talk about 
what people actually spend on this game. And this is a tough discussion to have because uh, there aren't a lot of informational resources to go out. You can you can get really specific player information about Clash Royale, about your actual player account, or even about someone else's player account if you can get their tag. The play data is out there. The opened chests, the wins, the losses, the trophies, all, all of this. What you're not going to see a lot of is information about average uh, spending for players, um, average spending for the whole community, what what their actual income is as a company. There's not a lot of this out there. Now, on Wikipedia, you can find the, the real macro level, like who's invested in the company, uh, how they value the company, what it's actually worth, which is billions and billions of dollars now. But to get a sense of what the average person does in terms of spending or not spending on Clash, you have to sort of take it on a, on a small scale. Like I asked Twitter through the poll system, have you ever spent money on Clash of Clans or Clash Royale? So either of those games. And it only got, you know, it got eight or nine votes. One person said they had spent money on the game. And again, this doesn't break down how many dollars. But then the rest of the entire base that answered the question said, I have never spent money on either of these games. Okay, so that's interesting. Now, is that a perfect study? Of course not. For one thing, it's only 10 people. For another thing, um, there's a certain bias when you ask that in public, even if it's for all intents and purposes anonymous. I think people don't want to admit themselves sometimes, like, yes, I have spent money on this, or a few people might say, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that I've played this for over a year now and I've never spent a dime on it to support the developers. So not a perfect study. So to kind of offset that, I went to Supercell's forum where someone asked the same question and it was wildly different results. Um, out of all the people who answered, there were like two people who said, I have never spent money on this game. And then just person after person who had uh, answers just all over the scale. Yes, I've spent $5 on this. Yes, I've spent $25 on this. One person said, I think I've spent seven or $800 on this game in the last year. Okay, <laughs> that, might, that might be extreme. So, you know, you have a different system there and probably the people who are willing to go register for the forum at supercell.com or whatever their website is, I think that's it. Uh, those people are probably much more into the game, granted. I even did a, uh, a news search going back just as far as Google News would allow, looking for uh, sort of the outliers. And of course, that's outliers on the high end of the spectrum. Forbes and um, someone else, uh, I think it was Polygon, reported that the top player at that time, a guy named Chief Pat, something like that, says he has spent $12,000 on Clash Royale alone. He's spent $18,000 for a total of $30,000. $18,000 on uh, Clash of Clans. Uh, so $30,000 for this guy. Now, they put out these articles to grab people's attention, but the reason is he's a successful YouTuber. So that changes that quite a bit. It's not the same as the guy who loves Star Citizen, even though it's not a real game, and spends most of his income rebuying and rebuying the same digital ships he can't do anything with. That's not the same thing, because that's just a really sad, sad story. That guy needs help. Um, this is different because he's a YouTuber who's making content, in return, people are watching the content, clicking his ads, maybe making donations. I don't know if he uses anything like Patreon or uh, what have you. But the thing is, for this guy, it's a business move. It's an investment because he's going to use that to make content for his people who are, I'm sure, 
that he's made all of that money back, or he wouldn't be doing it, right? He wouldn't follow uh, Clash of Clans to a second game and spend another 10000 and then another 1000 another 1000 He wouldn't be doing this if he wasn't making this money back, or wasn't real close. Sometimes you're just in the, the building process, and I think people still want to crap on this because people don't like YouTubers, especially older people. Older people look at teenagers who are not... Um, either choosing college or the military after high school, and they want to crap on it because they don't like it. I was going to say I understand that. I I understand it from the perspective that I see what the problem is in their minds. I don't condone that. That's, I mean, that's just knee-jerky and stupid. Don't hold something against somebody that you don't really have any reason to. Um, this This whole disdain for young people thing, these people do have small businesses. They have a brand they're building. This is very valuable. They're going to learn more about marketing than a college would teach them because the college teachers are generally people who have older people's way of thinking. They have older information, outdated stuff, and these kids are on the cutting edge and they could probably sell anything to anyone by the time they're done with this YouTube branding experience. And you know what? At a certain age, most of them tend to move on. This is especially true for like major league gaming competitors, um, people who make money on like, you know, Counter-Strike and uh, this new incoming crop of professional Overwatch players. These people are going to sort of age out and then they are going to be fine. They're going to learn skills. They've already picked up some skills. So with very minimal educational supplementation, they're going to do just fine for themselves. So I'd like to see the mentality shift to being accepting if, if a kid has this is a difficult task. I mean, go build a YouTube channel and get a, a million followers. You can't do it. Most people cannot do it. I can't do it. I would love to. But the point is, if if, if they have something going, go ahead and let them take a run at it. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with no real feel for what the average player is spending on Clash Royale. But in, in many cases, it is something. And we do have a piece of information that Supercell used to, at one time, make two and a half million dollars per day before Clash Royale was launched. So that was their old game, uh, Heyday. It might have been Heyday, something like Heyday. And then Clash of Clans, they were making over two million dollars per day. And I don't know the monetization strategy for Heyday. There might there might have been ads in that. It might have been more traditional. This is just to illustrate that they are for sure making a ton of money. So with that in mind, let's talk about the actual game model of Clash Royale. Now, Clash Royale offers unlimited gameplay, which is to say at any time you can pick up Clash Royale and play it. You're not always rewarded for it, but it has no advertisements. It doesn't have any form of currency you can't earn by playing. It has no gameplay items that you can't earn by playing. Every action you take in the game requires web services for sure, and that's to say that Supercell has to pay somebody to help process the actions you take. In their case, uh, it's AWS, which is Amazon Web Services. Their revenue for this game, again, depends completely on microtransactions. So it's not you watching an ad from McDonald's or realistically Game of War Fire Age. You're not watching, um, shit, uh, <laughs> Mariah Carey or uh, Kate What's-Her-Face uh, do these stupid ads for stupid games. However, based on these things, we know the game will eventually reach player saturation, meaning everyone who is going to play it will either be playing it, will have already played it, 
but they cannot realistically expect as many new sign-ons. People are going to stop joining. And after this time, the game's going to decline because if you're not growing, you're shrinking. There's really no way to stay level and steady and they wouldn't want to if they could. They either want growth or they probably want to move on. So as top players start to move on because they just want to go on to other things, as average players get fed up and quit, as those new players stop joining up, the game is temporary. We know this. Somewhere in our minds, we know this. The problem is, if you spend no money on on a game, and you're consuming web services, or you're part of this ongoing expense, and any multiplayer game is an ongoing expense, Supercell spending... One, one person estimated that Supercell was probably spending around a quarter of a million per day to support this um, multiplayer stuff in addition to the cost of ongoing development and you're not putting anything in, you are 100% hurting the game. And that's not, again, that's not a judgment on you. You're just an expense for them that's not bringing in revenue. Uh, you could make a case that you being there provides a reason for other people to play against you and to be there. But between you, if neither one is contributing, you're both 100% an expense. That's just business. That's fine. So that's not a good enough reason to say you should spend money. Money spent on Clash really, in your defense, it just goes into a black hole. Which is to say that money that goes into the game, considering it has an ongoing expense that never goes down, save for advancements in technology or... um, clever programming that maybe requires less callbacks to the server or something, uh, you are throwing money into a black hole, which is to say that build never gets any smaller. They recoup some of the costs, and right now they're doing very well, so they're making more than they're spending. But if I throw $100 to Supercell today, I'm not going to, we're trying to build a house, and it's, it's dumb, there's no reason to do that. But if I throw $100 at Supercell, they're still going to need $100 next month. It's not going to make any difference down down the line. It's not just, well, this game made $100 from you and 100 from you and whatever. It's no, we still owe this money because people are still playing the game and it's still consuming web services. So with that in mind and saying you, you do want to kick in something because you feel like it's the right thing to do, you would like the shiny gems that you get, what do you do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. At some point I went... Clash Royale is here to stay. I'm having fun with it. It really is a good game. Um, a lot of mobile games don't um, they don't do their own system, which is mobile, very well. They either have too many ads or they don't have good gameplay. Clash Royale has very good gameplay. I mean, it's strategic as the day is long. You can just learn and learn and rebalance and rebuild, and there's always something to do. That's why people love it. It's found a good way to make use of the microtransaction system where, like, all other games have failed, basically, without supplementing with ads. But what I did was I said, okay, I value this game, so what would I pay for a normal game? And I think I've probably spent... I think when um, when Knights of the Old Republic went on sale on the iPhone for, like, $5, I think that was the most I'd spent on a mobile game. And did not play it too much after that. That was many years ago now. But I went, okay, so I've played this game probably more than any other mobile game. I'm going to give them five bucks because they were doing a charity event for the Red Charity, which fights AIDS. And I, I thought, okay, great. I think that's that's a good cause. And I'll, I'll throw them a few bucks here and I'll get to use the fancy Red Castle for the next week or so. And I'll get a whole mess of uh, in-game currency. Fine, five bucks. I've, I've made my yes vote to Supercell. Good job, guys. I enjoy your game. 
that's it. I've never worried about it since. Because any other game, I would spend $5 that would give me a copy of the game, and I would play it anytime I want for the rest of my days. But again, because the week after, they consumed more web services and needed that same bill paid, really, I'm still way in the hole and have cost Supercell much more than I've ever paid them. And it's always going to be that way because I'm not going to go, let me calculate my usage statistics and let me just send them a monthly. I'm not going to do that. I'll stop playing before I do that. If I feel that that's the right thing to do, do, I will just move on to a different game. Not going to do it. And that is why, at least in the case of Clash Royale, the freemium model doesn't entirely work. And that's why at some point when things slow down, Clash Royale is no longer going to make money. It's going to start costing money quickly and they're going to get rid of it. They're going to stop doing it. As a result of this model, this imperfect model, everything you don't like about the game stems from this problem. When you have to wait for things in Clash Royale to open chests, to start tournaments, to um, do clan battles or do events, even to make more coins from each battle, that is a direct result of them trying to reduce gameplay in their own game to save on those web service costs. If you think about it, and somebody wrote an article about this, Clash Royale is interesting because it has absolutely taken the App Store by storm, but the developers don't really want you to play it that much. They do want you to have membership, they want you to uh, participate on a regular basis, but they do not want you to sit around and play this game for four hours at a time, or probably two hours at a time. There's probably a certain amount of time that they try to make you play each day or each couple of days, and no more. That's why... As you start playing, and you go match after match, you get rewarded less and less and less. It's also why, as you play tournaments now, you can compete in a tournament, and also you can be working on crowns toward your crown chest that normally you used to have to compete in the ladder matches for. Because they want you to do as many of these things at the same time as possible, and then they want you to put the app away. Because you're just costing money while you sit there. So as a result, if everyone were to take that same mentality, they're fine without my money, bad things would start to happen. You would start to see ads pop up again. You might see a system where they tried some kind of uh, peer hosting, which is to say, instead of you playing against someone on their servers, you would have to connect to the other person's like phone as a server. And you can probably imagine how that wouldn't perform very well. There's no question. It would kill this game completely. Not to mention it would result in probably unfair pay balancing, meaning like the people who are spending money on it would start getting further and further ahead because they needed that money so bad. But once Clash Royale failed at this, it would kill this this business model completely. And maybe that's a good thing and maybe it's not. To say that they don't need your money or to say that like everyone else can pay for it instead of me, there's really no defending that from a moral standpoint. And you can subscribe to whatever moral system you want but I think pretty much all of them agree that a laborer is in fact worthy of their hire. That of course comes from the Bible. But the mentality that everyone else can pay and you don't need to, that definitely takes a big dump on everyone around you. This also spills very very easily into saying stuff like, I'm downloading and I'm stealing Photoshop and Skyrim because fuck the developers. I mean, at, at some point you have to admit you're just stealing, right? Now I'm a software developer and, uh, you know, go to hell. You're not entitled to my product for any reason, ever. If I decide to make something open source for the good of the community, 
that's great, and I'll do that with a glad heart, but if it's a product to feed my child, I don't want to hear that crap. One guy on the Supercell forum said he's not going to pay for the game because he takes issue with some of Supercell's public image decisions. Um, I'll be the first one to tell you, I have no idea what that means. I don't know what he meant by that at all. But that's like saying, I'm in a relationship and I'm living with my girlfriend, but I'm not going to chip in on her bills because I don't think she's a very good person. Like, it's one or the other, right? It's either be here, participate, chip in, or get the hell out. I'm just saying. I don't know if I should be surprised that when I come up with something to rant about like this, 20 or 30 minutes goes by in a heartbeat. So (laughs) maybe you agree with that, maybe you don't. Um, Like I said, next time we'll be talking about, and it's funny, it's always the development stuff. Next time we'll talk about what's going on in the game industry, um, good deals for the weekend, um, Humble Bundle's doing some cool stuff, which I'll talk about. You've still got plenty of time. In the meantime, I would love if you would go to iTunes or SoundCloud, rate the podcast, uh, review it, subscribe to it. I just want to make sure that this podcast gets in front of as many people as are interested in it. Uh, No more, no less. Please do reach out on Twitter and on Facebook, CodeWritePlay on on Facebook, at CodeWritePlay on Twitter. Share this with a friend. I mean, the ways you can help the show most, especially right now, won't cost you a penny and they'll only take a few minutes. I really appreciate everything you're able to do. So I will be back uh, Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe Sunday. But at that time, I promise some fun stuff. We'll goof off. We'll have a good time. Till then, keep playing. I'm Todd Mitchell. Thanks, everybody.